0: You are locked into Locked On Badgers. This is Friday's episode, Friday night. Coming out on a Friday night because this is all about a preview for tomorrow morning's games. So you can wake up, listen to this on Saturday morning, and get your fix in before the Badgers take on Indiana for the Big Ten Championship. My name is Asher Long I'm the sports director at WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm also a contributor at Badgers Wire and BadgerBlitz.com. I am a play-by-play broadcaster for the home Badger games for WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. Most importantly, I'm your host right here on the On Badgers podcast, bringing you the inside student perspective on all things Badger sports, all things Badger basketball and football. More specifically, the Badger women's basketball team fell last night at the Big Ten tournament, or yesterday during the day, not, not at night, to Rutgers in a hard-fought game. They were the 12 seed playing on back-to-back days. They beat the 13 seed Illinois. They lost to Rutgers in a tight one. They had the lead at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And much like a lot of the season has been, they just kind of lost it in the fourth quarter. But I want to give them a huge shout-out. I got to do so many of their games this year. I love that team. And they're building for the future. They really are building for the future. So I'm excited to see that team improve, grow over the next few years. Make sure you listen to this podcast. You follow it for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can play Locked on Badgers on your smart speakers by saying, play podcast Locked on Badgers. So let's talk IU, Wisconsin basketball, taking on Indiana tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. tip at the assembly hall, the legendary assembly hall. I've been there once, actually. I went to IU against, I don't even know they played, some non-conference game last year. It's an amazing environment, though. You can feel the history in that place. The students are right on top of the action, and it is an awesome building to watch a game in if you've ever been there. You know. If you haven't been there, I recommend going to a game at assembly hall one one day. Wisconsin basketball is looking for, drum roll, please, this is real. I'm actually saying this. This is not fabricated. This is a real thing I'm about to say. A share of the Big Ten regular season title. How? Why? What? Who? When? Where? I don't even know how this is happening, but it's happening. Wisconsin basketball is playing tomorrow for a share of the Big Ten title and for an eighth straight win. So, the Hoosiers are... A bit of a weird team, and they're much like the rest of the Big Ten, in which every stat basically you can think of, especially offensively, they've been better at home. On offense in general, individually, they've been worse on the road, for the most part. They come in at 19 and 11, nine and 10 in the Big Ten, coming off a big win at Minnesota, a game where they did play well on the road, and the first time these two teams met, everything was so different. I don't even know how much we can really taken into account. It was an 84-64 Badger blowout win at home. Guess the leading score was that day at the Kohl Center on December 7th. Kobe King. Remember him? Of course you do, but he's playing for Nebraska next year. He left the team of course a month ago, over a month ago now. Just one of the many crazy things that's happened. I want to I saw a tweet on Twitter today. I don't know who who posted it out, but it made me think of this. Before I really dig into this Indiana game, let's just think about all the things that have happened this year in Wisconsin basketball. Howard Moore's crash before this year, and Alondo Tucker filling in. The year starts, and Micah Potter can't play because of NCAA ridiculous, awful NCAA rules that made no sense at all that harmed a student athlete, a an exemplary student athlete by the way. Kobe King leaves the program with very little notice, which I didn't blame him for that. Remember, I, I've I've talked about this. So let's not blame Kobe King. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just laying out that that was one of the ridiculous things Wisconsin had to deal with. Eric Helland, the strength coach, resigns after using a racial slur in a story he was telling to a couple players. And among all this, amongst all the chaos, amongst all the doubt, amongst all the hate, Wisconsin found a way through and they're playing for a Big Ten tournament number one seed, and they're playing, more importantly, for a share of the Big Ten regular season title. So how do they get it against Indiana? How do they win this game against Indiana? I mentioned that game on December 7th where Kobe King had 24 points, and we can't really count that at all. Indiana was not the defensive team they are now. They've been actually pretty solid defensively over the last six games, haven't allowed an opponent to score over 67 points in their last six games. And... With both of the things taken into account, Indiana's defense and Wisconsin's just changes of personnel, and the fact that Kobe King won't be going off tomorrow morning, you can't really you know, understand much about this game tomorrow based on that last game, because both these teams are better teams than they were, but Wisconsin's playing the best basketball of anybody in the country bar literally no one, so hard to totally judge what tomorrow's going to be off that. Indiana, though, what do we know about Indiana? They have the best freshman. In the conference, in my opinion, Trace Jackson Davis, who should get some serious national recognition for among freshmen. He is athletic. He is a lefty who can step out and hit a mid-range jumper. At the same time, though, he's extremely efficient in the lane. Shoots it at almost 58% on the year. Averages nearly 14 a game. Leads this team in scoring, leads this team in rebounding at over 80 a game. He's one of those guys that can kind of do it all, 6'9", combo forward type of player, not a true center at all, definitely not a true power forward even. He's he's a bit of a, a modern player, and I think he'll succeed in the NBA. I think, I think he's an NBA future in front of him, not yet. I don't think he's a one-and-done necessarily, but I think in a year or two, he'll go to the league and he'll get drafted, whether it's late first round, early second round. I could see him being around there unless he improves, of course, dramatically, but look at his home and away splits, it really tells a story. Almost 16 points a game at home and about 10.5 on the road. So he's a very different player at Assembly Hall and away from Assembly Hall, and that can be expected from a freshman. And so he leads this team in scoring, leads this team even defensively in a lot of ways because he can switch the high pick and roll that Wisconsin's going to run a lot of. And he's a good guy to have in the pack line because he can sag. And Archie Miller wants to play a lot of pack line defense. Indiana's coach Archie Miller kind of using those principles that Tony Bennett has implored so well and that other guys around the country have taken and used. So... Trace Jackson Davis, definitely the guy to watch. Great rim protector as well. He averages almost as many block shots as the rest of the team combined, around two block shots. And he'll give Wisconsin problems. The Badgers did a good job on him in Madison. Only took six shots, nine points. He's been inconsistent at times this year, as has Indiana in general offensively. They're just an inconsistent offensive team. They struggle with turnovers from time to time. So Wisconsin will have to amp up ball pressure for sure. That's one thing that you'll have to expect them wanting to do. We'll have to key in on Jackson Davis because he can get going quickly, especially inside. And you just got to hope, honestly, that you force Devontae Green, Rob Finnessy, Indiana's guards to take and make tough threes because they don't always do it. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They shoot it at about 32% from three. And their guards are a big reason why they're not a great three-point shooting team. Their guards have been inconsistent this year in terms of shooting the three, especially Devontae Green, a guy that had seven threes against Iowa and couldn't hit the side of a barn against Minnesota at the barn. So, that's what this Indiana team is. Inconsistent offensively, led by a freshman, Trey Jackson Davis, who's going to be a great player, not a good player, a great player in this conference uh, next year and the year past that if he stays. They turn the ball over quite a bit, but if they hit and if they make, first of all, you know, contested threes, if they take them with confidence and their guards step up from the perimeter, Wisconsin could be in some trouble on the road. Predictions coming up, though, at the end of the show, I'll tell you how this game's going to go. To me, an X factor for Wisconsin in this game is a guy who's been obviously one of the most important Badgers all year. It's hard to say who the most important Badger on the roster is because everyone at a different time has looked at that role and has stepped up and played to the best of their ability. And what's created this seven-game winning streak is that you have so much balance in this team, you don't know where you're going to go, right? And when all of the balance collectively plays at their best together which is what we've seen over the last seven games, and you're not just carried by one guy, you, know, you don't go as far as this guy will take you, and you're all a balanced unit, but you're also all playing literally the best basketball you've played all year, you get what you got in the last month and change. You get a winning team, and a team that nobody wants to play right now. And the way Indiana sets up defensively, to me the most important badger, and I think this game will be won, at that end of the floor at Wisconsin's offensive end, Indiana's defensive end. That's the matchup in this game that I think will decide it. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And Nate Reavers, who had 20 against Indiana the last time these two teams played at the Kohl Center. And the reason he had 20 is because Indiana's pack line, yes, they packed it in, but Wisconsin was making threes. Eight of 20 from three in that game. And once again, Kobe King was a huge part of that game, and I don't want to take too much into it, but the strategy can be somewhat similar in terms of you go inside-out, you pack the basketball in to Nate, he makes you pay if you're Indiana, he makes Indiana pay inside, hits his mid-range jumper, hits the pick-and-pop three, and all of a sudden, opening things up inside, opens things up outside, and boom, there you go, you have a winning formula. So Wisconsin needs to go inside-out against Indiana to beat them, to beat the pack line And listen, a month ago, I would have been scratching my head offensively about who was going to lead this team. And tomorrow morning, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I can't even predict who's going to lead this team in scoring. And I don't care. Because I now have confidence that every single Badger, whether they score or not, will do something positive. Early in the season, I was asking this question. I kept asking things like, when Aleem Ford isn't making shots, what is he? When Dimitri Trice isn't making shots, what is he? You know, what does he give you? And both of those guys have stepped in to roles that are expanded entirely from what they were at the beginning of the year. Those two probably win the co-most improved award to me this season. And Michael Potter, you can't really call him most improved because he didn't play at the beginning of the year. So, And he's been as important as anybody, right? There's no level of importance that different guys fought over different guys. Everyone's been so equally important, which is the amazing thing about this team. But Trice and Aleem Ford, I mean, they impact the game in a different way now. It's beyond scoring. Trice has become a point guard, right? Aleem Ford's become a more engaged defender. Aleem Ford is better at going to the rim. He shoots the ball when he shoots it with way more confidence than he did in December. Trice now makes point guard passes left and right. He pushes the pace, right? He gets this team moving whirling and grooving and you just you just want to say that man like you don't need these guys to be scoring 20 points a game anymore to have a fantastic output I don't need Trice to be five of nine from three to have a great game and at the beginning of the year I would have said yeah, you need Trice to shoot well to have a good game for him he said games where he dominates now with single-digit scoring so that's the evolution of this team right everyone finding their role and everyone can do it now without just getting buckets, right? That's not your role, necessarily. That doesn't define you having a good game or a bad game. You get in buckets. It's nice, right? You, we want guys to go out and get buckets tomorrow morning. But it doesn't define this team anymore and define individual players in terms of how well they play based on if they're making shots or not. That's the, not the only bar of definition now for these guys, especially Trice and Ford. I love this team. Balanced, fun, engaged, defensively minded. You know, nobody nobody in this team is me over we. Not a single person on this team. And it shows when Michael Bauer gets in, makes that play, and the bench reacts like they did, right? And everyone is just elated for a guy that works his tail off day in and day out in practice and gets rewarded like that off the bench on senior night. That's what this team's about that family, that camaraderie. And will they win a Big Ten championship tomorrow at Indy? I'll tell you coming up next. The Wisconsin Badgers are going to be co-Big Ten champions tomorrow morning. And my reasoning for it is more heart, less X's and O's. I'm a big stats guy, X's and O's guy. But you know, tomorrow, the thing that's going to take Wisconsin over the hump On Indiana's Senior Day, by the way, it's really hard to go in and win against a decent team on their Senior Day. That's just an extra added level of emotion. Why do I have faith? Because who thought we'd be here, right? Like, who thought we'd be talking about this storyline going into tomorrow morning's game? Not me. I don't think anybody listening can really say they did. Who thought we'd be talking about not Greg Gard, is he the man or not? Who thought we'd be talking about is straight guard coach of the year or not in this conference? Who thought we'd be talking about, you know, is Trice the best player on this basketball team all of a sudden? Because I, I thought the conversation would be, can Trice ever be a real point guard? Can Trice ever be a true point guard? Who thought we'd be saying Aleem Ford has just played the best basketball we've ever seen him play by a lot over the last month and a half? So many things have been surprising. I think people were predicting that Micah Potter could be a savior kind of guy. And listen, he's been huge for this team. They're 5-5 five and five without him those first 10 games of the year, and they've just transformed with him in the lineup. Not entirely because of him, but a large part has to go to Micah. We're ready for March, and tomorrow's going to show that. I think Wisconsin's defense... Holds up, but I think Wisconsin wins the game at the offensive end of the floor. Because I think it's close. I think it comes down to the wire tomorrow. But I trust Wisconsin's guards over Indiana's guards right now. I trust Wisconsin's ability to win a close game more than I trust Indiana's. This Badger team has learned how to win more than anything. They win a tight one. They win a close one. They win a hotly contested one tomorrow morning at Indiana. Nate Reivers leads this team in scoring. Has a signature game for himself. And the Badgers are co Big Ten regular season champions. I hope I'm right. I really don't feel biased in this one because I just think that if you've been watching Wisconsin basketball, how can you pick against them tomorrow? Seriously. I don't want to be playing this team if I'm an opponent. I don't want to be playing this team in March. And I can't believe that I'm saying that about my Wisconsin Badgers, our Wisconsin Badgers, right here on the Lohn Badgers podcast. This is going to be an awesome month. Stay with me all month on Lockdown Badgers. Win or lose on Wisconsin, as always. lots on Badgers, every day of the week, Monday through Friday, throughout what is going to be a March run, starting with the Big Ten Tournament, starting tomorrow morning, actually, at Indiana.